I know it's right to let go of my relationship, but how do I actually do it? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Brandon, good to be with you again this week, man. Yeah, it's good to see you. You too. Sounds like you were busy this week working on some kind of hobby projects. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking to the old man. He said he was down at your oh. house working on a boat. <laughs> oh yeah, we put a fish finder on our mm-hmm. our party our our beat up party boat. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's going to take to get you to take a day off of work and come catch hey. some fish. Hey, now that, now that you guys are spending all of the resource to to get put it together, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like the little red hen and just show up and do the fishing. Please do. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> I mean, I'll outfish you every day of the week, but. <laughs> uh, that's that's cool man it's cool that you guys are putting that together that's gonna be a really fun thing to use this summer yeah get the kids out on it and spend a little time with grandpa that's the goal yeah so, that's awesome yeah um all right tyler let's let's dive right in we got luann with us today and um luann it's really good to have you thank you I pre- um yeah, I'm glad you're here. And I was just I was just wondering if you could kind of tell us what's going on, tell us where you're at, and um, ask any questions that, that you have. Okay. Well, uh, uh, my name's Lou Ann. I live in Tennessee, East Tennessee, and it's um, a uh, very long story. I'll keep it very brief, though. But you okay. I need a back thing of how... Um, what everything went with through. Um, I got married when I was 21 years old, and I'm 53 now. Um, I was married to my first husband for four years, and he passed away in 2013. Um, he committed suicide. And um, we were all going to the same church together, me and my husband and I just divorced, and my first husband. And um, basically, we, me and my um second husband started dating and we both had Christian values and, um, uh, a lot in common. We're both nurses and, um, he had never been married. He was 40 years old and I was 45 at the time. And that was 2014 when we got married. Um, long story short, uh, I really didn't grieve my first husband. And nine months later, Mark and I was married and um it was great for like i think it was great you know for marriage because i've been married 24 years you know so i understand you know it's give and take and good things bad things and just work it out you know but um about five years into the marriage i just started feeling like this overwhelming loneliness like he just wasn't connecting with me anymore it's just um so I thought, you know, it's just work or whatever. And so I actually Googled, this is how I found y'all. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. One night at work, uh, like I said, I'm a nurse. I Googled married but alone. So I ended up stumbling on Dr. Weiss's um, out of Colorado. Uh, and then uh, we went to counseling married because, you know, you know, there was definitely something wrong and, uh, 
So um, the counselor, um, between Mark and the counselor, decided it was kind of my baggage from my first marriage and the suicide and all that I was dealing with. So they kind of put it on me. So I ended up in EMDR and all this stuff. And little did I know, um, this is a story I'm moving all the way up to right now, to um, 2020, right when COVID hit. And um, it was our birthday month, uh, the last week of May. And... Um, I'd never been a snooper or anything like that, but we were on a trip and he was going to buy me a really expensive pair of shoes for my nursing. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. You know? And if somebody would have told me the day before, even though I felt in my gut stuff was wrong, I never suspected cheating or adultery or pornograph pornography or any of that I would have took a bullet to the head if somebody would have told me that what I was going to find so anyway I found I found screens on his phone that I'd never seen ever snapchat uh, uh, just different things and I don't I don't want to mention them because I don't want to give anybody uh, any ideations to go there but um, so when we got to our destination I took his phone in the bathroom and I found conversation so I didn't lose it. I just, the Holy Spirit just told me, I don't know how, I was just in shock. I was that fight, flight, or freeze. I was definitely freeze. So I waited three days until on my birthday, he brought me the most beautiful uh, fountain for my yard, little angels and stuff. And he's like, you don't like it? I'm like, can I talk to you in the kitchen, please, at the table? (laughs) So um, I slid him a blank piece of paper because the Lord just subconsciously told me how to do this. I slid him a blank piece of paper and a pencil, and I said, I've been contacted, and I want names, dates, and um, places, because I know them all, so I want them written down, please. And, um, well, he wrote down three men's names, um, websites, dates, places, and so he was hooking up with strange strangers on this website. It's like a live website you can go on. Like if we were in the mm-hmm. dinner somewhere, you know, you can go on to that website and hook up with another man in the bathroom, in the car, wherever, for like three minutes. And then just act like nothing ever happened. So yeah. uh, that's kind of what I was dealing with in twenty in, during COVID 2020. And um, so I asked him to leave that day. You know, he, his mom, I was just in shock still. Um, and about three weeks later, you know, I'm, I want to save my marriage, you know. And um, I says, well, we can't work on our marriage unless you come home, you know, because it was like two hours away. Plus, I didn't trust what he was doing and where he was at and all that. So I went in at a private eye mode which I highly do not recommend and um he came home we just kind of ignored the situation the elephant in the room and um it's kind of a blur I really have I do have I've been diagnosed with PTSD over this so it's hard to piece timelines together and stuff but there's a period of time we just kind of ignored it for like three or four months and then um we went to 
our last counseling session on October. It was around October 2020, for marriage guy. And um, uh, all this came out. And the, the night before, I'd went on his phone, and I'd found where he was still actively doing everything he was doing, the porn sites and all that. And um, I didn't tell him. So whenever we got into the marriage, the counseling office, I brought it up. And um, he just got up. He says, I'm done with this. I'm, he just didn't like to be being outed, you know. Like He said, I'm finished. I'm done. Um, he was going to walk home. And it was like 45 minutes away from our house. So I gave him the, I'm so crazy. I gave him the keys to my car and I says, well, go ahead. I'll Uber home because I wanted to fin finish the conversation and get some kind of guidance from that marriage counselor. Long story short, uh, it's not very short, <laughs> but um, he ended up coming to our home uh, and basically everything that was sentimental to me, our piano and just different things, the freezer full of food, just were crazy things. But more than that, he's taken and, um, and it's really hard to just really cut the cords and let him go. Um, I threatened divorce um, over a year ago, and he signed the papers. So it was really a ploy to try to get him to work on himself and be at heart but I've learned that you can't make somebody have a repentant heart it's the work of the Holy Spirit so it's just now I'm having trouble just letting go of what I thought we had and what I thought the Lord had restored to me for my final years on this earth you know I'm 53 now and and it's like I know God has a plan but it's just hard to let go so I'm the one still um our divorce was final April the 6th, last week, 2022. And mm. I says, I'm just going to block him on my phone because he knows where I live. He'll, you know, unless, until he has a truly repentant heart, um, I don't really want to be with him anyway because I could never trust him. But that desire, that trauma bond, that double bind is just so strong, you know. So that's where I'm at, and I'm having trouble letting go, but I did block him on April 6th, and I've not looked at any messages or anything like that, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay, Luann, um, could, I, could I just ask you another question really quickly? Um, yes. How, how have you come to know that it was the right thing to be divorced? What was your, uh, what was your process? Well, like I said, when I divorced him, it was really a threat, you know, it was, it was a threat to try to get him to come home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but since that time, uh, I just really want what God, God wants for a true marriage, you know, and, um, lies and deceit and ab abomination um, homosexual activity is just not part of that in my view and in what I read out of the Bible. So uh, I'm kind of hearing, and Luann, tell me if I'm wrong, come back to Tyler's question. I'm hearing that you still question whether divorce is, is uh, 
like the right thing and and what needed to happen. Right. Is that accurate? My heart, my head knows it's the right thing, definitely. And um, to move on, you know, I mean, it's been two years, you know, but my heart is having a hard time accepting this. reality. <laughs> Luann, what does your gut tell you? Like, does your intuition and like, like your connection to God, what does that tell you about getting divorced? That it was the right thing to do. Yeah. So you're, you're in a grieving process is what's going right. on. I mean, you're in the midst of a grieving process. So there's a grapple there um, with the reality. And it's a, it's a, it's not like a, Oh, this is this is right, and this is good for me, so I feel good now. That's not how grief works at all. Um, you're walking through some pain right now, and um, and but you're in the process, Luann. You're you're not in denial right now. Um, you're you're in the process. So there there are some things that you can do to help yourself move forward and 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 work on this. Your your trauma is complex. Um, it's betrayal trauma. There's a lot there. You've done a lot of good therapy. It sounds like, um, but there's this last little bit of work that you really, and I say little bit, this could, this could be some real hard work, um, that needs to be done in order to work on that grief. So Tyler, any thoughts? Yeah. The reason I was asking the original question is that if, as you go through this process, I like what Brandon just did where he asked you your head, your heart, but then also your gut. And your gut is the thing that matters the most right now. Your gut's the thing that says, okay, I, I am making the right decision. But the reason it's important to have your gut intact there and to feel like there's that, that conviction that you're making the right decision is because these decisions come with pain. They, even the right decision doesn't leave you feeling like happy and blissful. It leaves you in this spot of almost like this resignation of reality as it is. And the gut then has to be willing to step into these next few steps that Brandon's talking about and say, okay, like this is going to be a hard road here. There's some things that I still have to confront inside myself. There's some things I have to confront about the reality of my situation. And, and I'm going to need to step into that discomfort if I want to get better. And so I have to have the gut intact and, and know that it's the right direction for me to be going. Your, your, Luann, your heart's going to say, I miss him. I love him. He's trying to contact me. Why in the world would I ever block him? Because, because I miss him and I loved him a lot. So your heart's going to ache and it's going to say, like, unblock him, give him another shot here, Right. Um, your head, your head might might say, "I know this is a good thing. I better do this." Um, but but in your head, you're not going to get that feeling of solidarity and peace that comes in your gut. And so, so and Ty, Ty, what Tyler just said is really profound. Where when it's when it's in your intuition, when it's inside of you, coming from God, then pain comes. And you stay steady through it. You you work yourself through it. When when it's not there, and you and you don't have that solidarity, the pain will come, and your head will analyze it, and your emotions will come, and your heart will get involved, and then you'll 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 relent and you'll give in to these things that you know are right. From what you're saying, Luann, I never tell anybody to get divorced or to stay, but it, it definitely sounds like. 
in order to protect yourself um, from more betrayal, trauma, and emotional abuse in your relationship, that divorce is the right thing. That's what it sounds like to me, right? As a professional. There's a, um, I was just going to so, say, there's a couple of ahead, things Tyler. here that make it difficult with that, with what Brandon's talking about is that people think that you can't have certain emotions or thoughts or feelings coexist where I know it's right to get divorced, but I still love him. And I know it's right to have this go the way that it is because he's not choosing, he's not choosing in on our, on our relationship and on our values right now. Um, but I still like miss him. Um, and, and we, we do this bounce back and forth that Brandon is talking about. And unless you're grounded to what's right for you, that bounce back and forth becomes like a yo-yo where you're like, you're, you're actually increasing your own suffering by a week from now going like, Oh, I just, I miss him. I'm just going to like text him to see if he's okay. And then, and then he'll be really nice. And it sounds like his pattern has been to like buy you gifts and overcompensate by showing you he cares about you when he knows he's doing things that aren't right. Like, and then you're going to love that and it's going to feel good. And then you're gonna be like, Oh, maybe we try this again. And then the next week he'll be like hooking up with another person. And then you'll be like, Oh, I should have stuck with my gut in the first place. And that roller coaster is going to cause extra suffering on top of the painful process that's already there. And, and if you can get to a place where you can just accept that it's okay to have the feelings that miss him and that love him and the choices that you're making that feel right and have them coexist, then you can meet yourself with understanding and compassion and then you can start looking at the next step forward instead of all of the things that have you looking backward right now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. The image I got in my mind, Tyler, whenever you said that was kind of like I was out in the forest and there was a tree in front of me and there's this saw, you know, that two people do back and forth. And that's, that's like I'm the tree and I'm doing the sawing myself. You know, I'm, I'm just inflicting my own pain, you know. Mm -hmm. I like that. They can coexist. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. You know. I, I think about, maybe I'm taking this a little far, but I think about Christ on the cross in that he probably, he had a lot of pain and, you know, God had the power to take that away, take him off the cross, but he knew it was the right thing. Um, he, he knew, he knew that he needed to go through that and, and, and to stay in that pain and anyways. And so even, and so kind of what Tyler's saying, both things can exist. The pain can be there and the pain can be signaling to you. I need to get out of this. I, 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 I need to unblock him and see what he's doing. And, but knowing that the right thing to do is to stay steady and stay where you're at um, is important. And if you do that, Luann, I can promise you this, that you're going to end up right where God needs you to end up. Um, if you follow that gut feel, if you, if you follow through on what God's telling you to do, um, we don't know exactly where that's going to be or, or how that's going to look. Right. Um, so uh, I, Luann, I want to back up a little bit and ask you, uh, I think a hard question to answer or at least to quant quantify, but how much crying have you done? Oh gosh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. You know, I have periods of it, you know, like when it first happened, I was just like in shock, but, um, I've done. 
Good. How much uh, talking it out have you done? How much talking to, to friend, people that love you yeah. and opening up about how you're feeling? How much of that have um, you done? To people who know me and love me and care about me, my circle is very finite. My um, my biggest supporter and uh, my oldest brother, <clears throat> he retired and he was moving up in 2019. He was here from Florida and three weeks and he passed away from COVID. So... Um, I really not opened up to, I opened up to one person at work and she's older lady and, you know, and if you can't be real and tell the whole story, you know, you're, they're not going to be able to, she's a Christian, but she betrayed me and, um, another young person come up to me from work and said, just at the end of my shift and she's like, is it true your husband left you for other men? And I'm like, wow. I really, I just wanted to drop on the floor and just never place ever again because I'd never told anybody else except for that one person. And I told, you know, mm. she knew, you know, so, you know, I, I had that to deal with. So to answer your question, I'm in this group called Betrayal and Beyond through, mm-hmm. uh, Where's my workbook? We meet uh, every Sunday, and I'm doing some work there. And then I went to a retreat in Maryland and um, with Tom and Michelle Weaver. And so I have a little bit, but the my core, my few people that love me and know me, no, zero. Because I lost my church family, mm-hmm. you know, when we, um, Mark and I was, you know, I lost his family. I lost my church family. I had a lot of collateral loss. So there could be a missing piece there for you, Luann, of, of, you know, it's interesting. You go to these groups and you're doing therapy. That's great. But I'm talking about somebody to hold yeah. your pain for you, to, to empathize and hold space for that pain and in the process of grief for you. So I'm glad that you're crying, um, but I really do think it'd be good to process um, that pain. So, so it's different than therapy where you come in and say, Hey, let me give you the tools and tell you exactly what you need to do. It's just talking it out and talking about how you're feeling. Um, yeah, that's another really concerned. Right. Another place to do that is prayer, and, right? That's, is to, is to do that yes, with God yeah. and talk it out with God. But I believe that God uses us to, to help do his work and, and and so there's there's people out there willing to love you and willing to be there for you. You just got to find them, and then, and then take the risk to be open with them, especially right. when you've been burned already in the past. It takes a lot, exactly takes a lot of courage to do that. Um, Brandon, you asked about talking it out. You asked about sadness, but you didn't ask Luann about anger. And and Luann, I wonder where. You had to have had and experienced some anger through this whole process, and I'm wondering where is the avenue, where where's the chimney for the smoke to go with the anger? You know, that's one. It's weird that you bring that up, is because in these groups, I I went to divorce care, you know, through a local church here, but all these people are like, you know, oh, you know, they're so mad and all. And I don't know. I I really just had remorse and heartbreak so far. I don't think I've got to anger because, honest, 
honestly, um, and I'm not no righteous person or anything, only through the blood of Jesus, but my heart just breaks for Mark because I know where he's headed and where he's took our marriage. And uh, uh, I think something's wrong with me because I don't have that anger. I don't think I do. I think it's, I, I mean, it's okay if you're not feeling anger and it's definitely a process, but I want to, I, I want to just identify that, that sometimes when there is anger, there's something valuable behind it. And the, the value behind the anger is, is that we usually get angry over things that mean something to us. We get angry over values that we hold dear. So whether that's something like my own self-respect or fidelity, or respect, or honesty, or trust. Um, usually, usually there's something underneath the expression of anger that that is worth looking at. And so, if you haven't experienced that yet, it's possible you will. Um, but I also then start to ask, <clears throat> you know, what are the? If we were to ask you, what what are the losses that you have incurred as a result of this process? And not just, not just like a physical losses, but if you were to section them off and say, okay, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, sexually, uh, what are the losses that I've experienced as a part of this process? And I imagine that you'd start to identify some values that are worth protecting and looking at. Now I can feel my blood getting angry because so many losses. So, oh my gosh, there would probably be 200. And I never thought about that. I just has been focusing on Mark, you know. I'm, I'm really glad Tyler's bringing up this anger thing because it's interesting uh, with, with the anger. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's true. Sometimes people... Uh, with their emotions and their energy don't go to anger. Um, they go more to sad, sadness, hopelessness, shame. Um, they, but, but a lot of times this is just my experience of it is they don't go to anger because they've been conditioned. They've been taught that that's, that's a bad thing to do. And so, and, and it's almost, it's almost subconscious and automatic that they don't allow themselves to go to that anger. And, and that's where they get stuck in the grieving process is, is that, you know, that they're, they're kind of wallowing in their hopelessness and their shame. But what they really need to do is, is, is step into that and give themselves permission to fully feel that anger. And through that anger, kind of that push of energy and emotion that comes, if, if they, in a very healthy, um, deliberate way, um, right. walk through that anger and express it, they find relief um, they find relief from from some of this anguish that they're stuck in, um, and so it's interesting, Luann, what just barely happened with you. You said, "I don't really feel anger." I, you know, I felt this, and Tyler brought up just a little bit, and he said, "Ooh, I can feel it in there, right?" So, so you, the, if if you were to press a little bit there and give yourself permission and kind of see what comes out, it'd be really interesting. I think it, I think it's interesting, Brandon, that while we were asking these questions and Luann, you had, you said, oh, my blood's starting to boil now. And then you said something that I think is pretty telling. It goes back to your original question. You said your original question today was, how do I let him go? And then you said, oh, I've been focusing so much on him. 
And I wonder if right now this is one of those times where, again, it's okay for two things to coexist, that you're doing a phenomenal job of finding compassion and love and care and concern and really Christian love for, for him. And that it's going to be okay for you to take a look at those losses in your life. I mean, I can already start to sense and feel it right now as I'm talking to you that there's there's a lot there that matters to you, yes. that matters to you as a person, and that and you matter just as much as he does. And and both are true that you can love him and forgive him and let things go at the same time that it's okay to look at the things that you're the losses that you're incurring and to give yourself permission to grieve all of those things and and not just focus on being a good Christian that will forgive him. I want to be so good because I feel, I really do feel this was uh, ordained by the Lord to, I feel like a new energy coming. You know, I can almost picture myself as you're talking, you know, because I've never really thought about I've thought about them, but I've not really embraced mm -hmm. those losses, you know, and I'm going to make me a list. So I, uh, yeah. thank you. And, and I think, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, just one more thing, Brandon, then you can move on. But I think, I think the key here, Luanda, all of this isn't that you get angry and mad and bitter, but is that you, is that you start to value yourself with the same value right. that you give to everybody else, including the people that hurt you. And you, you value yourself oh. just as much, not more, not less, just as much. You're just as important as anybody else. And I, I get the impression that you don't value yourself that way in most of your relationships. Right. It's probably why you're a nurse. Right. That's good. That's very, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to say that the same thing Tyler said, maybe a little a little more directly and bluntly um Luann, you feel like a person to me that i could totally kind of take advantage of um because you're so loving and kind mm -hmm. and, and 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 i think you're true who who you really are is that loving kind compassionate person mm -hmm. who who in some ways you said i'm willing to give up me in order to um, preserve that loving compassion that I have. And what I hear Tyler saying is do both. Don't give up you and stay loving and compassionate. And, and so it's okay to be a little bit angry about, about you being hurt. If you look at yourself, Luann, as a daughter of God and think about if you had, I don't know if you have a daughter or and if you had a daughter and that daughter was being hurt and taken advantage of and cheated on, and that would, that would probably not sit okay with you. No, I was right? never, no, it wouldn't. But even my patients, I, I count my clients as my children. I take care of intellectually and just developmentally disabled. And God allowed that for me in this time of my life to, focus all that love on, you know, the unconditional love. And so, no, if somebody was to take advantage of them, no, yeah. that it would be on. <laughs> yeah. So focus that love on you and it's okay for you to be a little bit angry that you've been hurt in those ways. And, and maybe he hasn't intentionally done it. We're not trying to get you to play the victim and, and demonize him or anything like that. 
but for you to say this is not okay and this this makes me frustrated sad angry and and i'm gonna i really like what you said i'm gonna go make a list uh, make that list and i would i would encourage you to not hold back to to get a journal and to just like write out whatever you need to write out that is not okay that is not cool that does not work and go there okay um, and if you need to turn on some, a little bit of energetic music, angry music to get it out and push it out and help you feel it, go feel it. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's helped me two years then. I mean, I just, I'm so appreciative of using y'all help me. Yeah. Amazing. It's- that's great, Luann. Um, Brandon, as you're talking, <laughs> I remember in many days when I would walk into my house when we were in the early process of our own recovery, and I'd hear a, I'd hear a song by, I'd hear a song that basically the, the main chorus was "She effing hates me," and I, I was like, "Okay, it's one of those days. Like oh, we're gonna be, we're, we're gonna be doing, we're gonna be one, doing one of those days today." So, and that's okay. It's okay to have those days from time to time. It's okay if you don't get stuck there. If you're if you're doing that and and going there to process that feeling of anger, and then that's a good thing. If you get stuck there, if you want to stay there. And, and you want to, and, and the way that you stay there is you give up your power. You say, I'm angry and I don't want to get accountable for moving forward. I want to blame, I want to blame, I want to blame. That's where people get stuck in that anger. When you're saying I'm angry and I'm giving my, myself permission to work through it, that's where you actually start to move forward. Right. I'm angry and I'm identifying my values and I'm going to learn how to protect my values. That's moving forward. Yeah. Angry and victimhood doesn't move you forward. Yeah, that's perfect, Brandon. Yeah. Ed right now is trying to learn self-care. And I have no boundaries whatsoever in any of my relationships. I just, yeah. you know, and I just, so boundaries and uh, whatever I just said, see my mind. Lu- Luann, you're, when you say I have no boundaries, what I would say is instead of focusing on trying to have the perfect boundary or thing to say to somebody. What I, what I'd encourage you to do is focus on um, loving yourself and knowing yourself. Uh, because as you, as you do that, that's where the boundaries will, the, the fruits of that will be healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. But we, you got to start with what's underneath there. Something, there's something underneath and we're not going to dig into all of your trauma and, and false identities, but there's something underneath that, that tells you this, this faulty belief, which is it's more important. Um, other people's happiness and well-being is more important than mine. And I get my worth from making sure that they're happy. That and, is true. Yeah. And you, you don't get your worth there, Luann. You gotta, you gotta figure out where that worth is independent of, of helping other people. Right. It sounds kind of backwards that what Brandon just said, that the way to good boundaries is to take care of yourself and to build yourself. But it's, it's absolutely a true principle that we, we allow ourselves to be treated right up to the level we believe we should be treated. And that's, that's where the, that's where the point of the boundaries come in is, is that if I'm developing my own sense of self, my own self-respect, then naturally my boundaries will start to set themselves because 
I'm going to believe more and more in, in who I am and what I need to protect and what my values are. And, and so, yeah, I think Brandon's spot on with that, that, that your efforts and energy would best be spent on the things you're working on, your self-care, your EMDR, uh, affirmations, going after what we call false agreements, which is what Brandon was identifying that like somehow your value is tied to making sure everyone else around you is better off than you are. And that might need to be looked at pretty, pretty deeply, you know? Yes. But you're spot on. You're spot on. Luann, you're, did you say you're 53? 53. Yes. 53. Yeah. Um, And there might be a, Oh, children. So. Yeah. There, there might be a part of you inside of you going, man, I'm 53. Um, been married twice now. Um, divorced. Um, who's going to love me? I'm damaged goods. I'm, yeah. You know, so there might be a part of you saying, I want to cling to this old relationship because I don't have much hope for the future. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're 53 years young. You have a lot of life to live. You're beautiful. Yeah. You you can you you can whether you find another man or not. You you you're going to move forward and fulfill some of the dreams in your life that you've always had. Um, right. or you can sit around and wait and wish that he loved you. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's been too too long, two years long, but uh, yes. Yes, I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And I, I believe what y'all said about um, basically knowing in my heart and in my gut what's right, what's okay for me to be treated, and what's not okay. If if I could look at myself as another person, kind of in a weird way, I can come up with that list, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. patients add that's one thing. I'm a great nurse. I I love my patients and I will go head to head with the doctors and advocate for what they need. But Mm. my own advocate sounds like. (laughs) That's interesting. You can do that for others. Hmm. That's, that's actually a skill that you can use Luann is that pretend, pretend like you're treating yourself as your best friend every time you stumble into one of these places. And if you, if you do that long enough, those two things are going to merge and eventually you're going to be looking at yourself in the mirror going like, Oh, I am my best friend. And what, what's the golden rule? Treat others as you want to be treated. Yeah. That- treat others the way you want to be treated. We we, need, we want to flip that on, on its head a little bit. Treat yourself the way that you treat others. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that Luann, there's your new golden rule. It's, <laughs> um, that on my, right? um, I want to point, Tyler, can I point one thing out here? It's, I, I, I really think it's evidence that God's work in here, yes. which is you, you, you said two things that don't really, don't really make sense. Um, you said, I don't have any good boundaries with, with people. And, and you also said that you ended up divorced. Mm-hmm. And so to me, and, and, but you also said about that divorce is, yeah, I kind of did it to just call his bluff. I didn't really mean it. Right. Right. But God came along, I believe, and protected you. And the divorce went through regardless of your poor boundaries. Right. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. God's saying, my daughter's not going to get treated that way. This is going to happen 
because I want Luann to move forward and, and get out of this situation. And and you have, you're divorced. Yeah. And and we can look at that one of two ways. Oh, dang it. I, I was trying to call his bluff and it went the way I didn't want it to go. Or we can look at it as God is protecting you and helping you move forward in the right direction. Mm. Yeah. That's right. good. It's good, Brandon. <laughs> and hallelujah, hallelujah, you got your answers because he made his choices. And you could have just sat in that marriage for another 10 years pretending like there wasn't a problem. And you you did you did lay it down, maybe for not quite the right reason, but you got the right answer. Yes. That's what Brandon's saying. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I know the Lord is... He was crying a lot more than I was crying, you know, as he was looking at Mark doing the things he's doing. His heart is just broke. God's heart is broke. And um, it's time for me to just let God do what he's going to do, you know. That's the sound of acceptance right there, Luann. And acceptance means that I'm putting myself in God's hands and I'm going to be okay with the outcomes because I know it's going to be right for me. So... Luann, you're a strong woman. You got this. Okay. Uh, um, just, just stay in the process, but allow the process to happen of the grief. And you'll look back a, a little while from now and you'll be like, oh, I do feel so much better. Oh, I'm not so focused on my marriage and him anymore. Oh, what do you know? I've moved forward. And so you just got to allow yourself to feel and allow yourself to talk and to write in a journal and to talk to God and express those things so that you can work through them and, and you'll be able to, to move forward and let go. Yeah. Thank you. Luann, thank you for coming on the show today. We wish you the very, very best of luck. It was courageous for you to come on. And to all you listeners who are listening to this and going, man, I relate to that a lot. Um, share this with other people if you think it'd be beneficial and uh, throw a shout out to Luann on, on the reviews as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Luann. We'll see you later. <laughs>